Welcome to the Poultry Health Today podcast, where we talk all health, all the time. Hear engaging interviews with today's leading industry experts. Hosted by Poultry Health Today editors, podcast episodes highlight the latest ideas, insights, and advice to improve poultry health, welfare, performance, and food safety. Hi, I'm Caroline Stocks with Poultry Health Today, and we're speaking with John Brown, who's a technical service veterinarian with Zoetis. John, thanks so much for joining us today. Sure, no problem. Now, cage-free production is coming more and more under the spotlight, particularly as uh, so many retailers are now pushing forward to cage-free egg production. Can you fill us in a little bit on how the industry is getting on with meeting the demand? They're moving in that direction, probably a little slower than what the egg marketers would would probably like. Um, but they're, it's a big investment. It's a big economic in, investment. So they're, they're, they're moving... Um, pretty good. Uh, there's a lot of lot of houses going in with cage-free. Moving on then to some of the kind of more practical uh, production issues. For the farmers that have made that change and have put in those new sheds, why, what are the, the practical issues and where do the problems lie? The biggest thing is, is making sure that, that you grow the birds in the same type environment in, uh, that they're going to. In other words, you don't want to grow a bird in a in a cage operation and then take them to a cage free because they won't know how training them to find feed, find water when in the past it's been right in front of them. It's, it's difficult. It, it takes time. It takes um, labor, which is always a challenge in, in agriculture. And it sounds like um, skills and the skills of the, the people who are managing the birds is, is a really big issue there because you're it's, talking it's, about training the birds. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's huge. I mean, it, you know, we, we were a lot of people my age and older, you know, are used to started and, and were working in barns that were on the floor, right? birds that were on the floor and, and in those type environments. Then we went to the cage, to cages because of disease prevention and, 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 uh, intestinal problems, uh, related to floor issues. And so the, we got out of the, the, the knowledge base of, of floor type raising birds. And so now it's a whole new, new setup and, and we're trying to relearn what we knew before. So in terms of health issues, then the actual practical terms of uh, producing the birds, what kind of problems are farmers running into? And there's the intestinal issues like coccidiosis, um, necrotic enteritis, uh, and just, uh, just malabsorption type issues where they don't absorb nutrients as well and then you've got the the issues with uh, bacterial infections just because of the dust and and the extra ammonia potentially that's in the houses so what steps are farmers having to take to try and address those problems they're they're having to watch intestinal health which is something that the broiler guys have done forever i mean because they're on always on the floor and we're having to relearn what how to use things to control coxie. Um, uh, a lot of, most of the producers are using a vaccine, a coccidia vaccine. Some people are, are relying on, on management to try and avoid using a coxie vaccine. And then there's others that are using coccidia stats. Looking at a food health angle and food safety perspective, we're seeing more salmonella in these, issue, in these uh, systems. Why is that? Well, they have more access to manure. 
and 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 you you know it whereas in a cage house exposure to to salmonella is commonly in in rodents and rodents in a in a cage house will run along run along the feeders whereas in a in a floor house they can uh, aviary house they can run anywhere so they're the birds may not pick up the the manure on the floor but they might pick it up and they're more likely to pick it up in the in the feeders so i think that's it there's more dust uh we we know salmonella is is common in dust um in a in a in an environment that that has salmonella then it can be spread in the dust so so you get more situations there and are there any serotypes that we're seeing more of or any different strains Kentucky is a is a very common um, strain in um, in layers right now. Um, there, you still have the the Typhimuriums, the Kentuckys, and the Enteritidis. Although Enteritidis seems to be in better under better control than than it used to be, uh, it, it's still out there, it's still out there occasionally. And what are the implications for farmers? Um, for producers seeing more of this salmonella, what are they going to have to do differently to try and address it? Vaccination is, and biosecurity are, are the best. Cleaning, cleaning and disinfection between flocks, uh, good vaccination program, both using both a live and a killed, killed vaccine for salmonella is, is critical. So there are a number of, of challenges here then that farmers are having to deal with. Do you think that there are any uh, tools that they're missing or is there any areas of research that need to be developed more to help producers? I would say the layer industry has, has exceeded other, the other industries in, in their ability to control salmonella and the willingness to control salmonella and the, and the, and the steps they've taken. Um, the other industries are, 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 are learning from, from the, the example of the layer industry. But you can always do more research on looking at what strains, why are these strains more prevalent in, in these birds than, than these birds. And there, there's tons of research that can be done. So looking ahead to the next five years, which is when the retailers want to meet their, their targets, what kind of issues do you think we're still going to be seeing? We're still going to be seeing the, 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 the bacterial infections that, that are, are commonplace just from dust, air quality issues as well. Um, I mean, there, there's, you know, we got that E. coli vaccine, which helps tremendously uh, from an E. coli standpoint. But, I mean, there's a ton of other bacteria. I mean, we, we're seeing more of foul cholera now than we used to see. Um, and, and the problem with that is it, it looks, when you go out in the field and you open up birds, in the field, E. coli and foul cholera look almost virtually identical. So lots of times we get called and said, oh, your, your E. coli vaccine's not working. We've got an E. coli break. And when you actually tell them to go and culture the, culture the birds, it comes back foul cholera. And I say, okay, so it, it looks like it, but it's, you, you've got to do diagnostic work. So we're seeing a lot of those other those older diseases coming back. I've seen surprisingly have had some calls about erysipelas in chickens, which is something, you know, used to be a turkey, something people saw in turkeys, and and I, I don't, it's just a new new thing that we're seeing. 
So it's a case of getting used to a whole host of new things as well as a new production system. The birds that go free range, the outside birds, you know, after after rain, you'll see a you'll see a blip in mortality, and and that's lots of times um, Campylobacter uh, or spotty liver disease. And the simple way, it's not a simple way, but one of the ways to prevent that is have your 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 pasture areas graded so that the water put you don't have puddles if you've got puddles birds drink out of it they're going to get this campylobacter so so that's another yeah. issue yeah interesting stuff all right john thanks ever so much for joining us today um i'm caroline stocks with porch health today and i've been speaking to john brown who's a technical service veterinarian with zoetis thanks for listening to the poultry health today podcast To get the latest news and interviews delivered to your inbox twice a week, subscribe to our e-newsletter by visiting poultryhealthtoday.com slash join.